Y'all want to come on in? We'll go ahead and get ready to have service tonight. No idea what you're saying. Hallelujah. So go ahead and come on in. We're going to get ready to have church tonight. Welcome our online community. Welcome Facebook Live. We got Facebook Live working tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got all of that. So come in here and get ready to have some church tonight. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm. Yes, we are. We're we're live on Facebook right now. Jesus. We're getting there. I've been working on it. We're working on it. Yeah, I'm gonna do the announcements first. Not that one's up there. Online. Hallelujah. So how's our teenagers enjoying their time off? Oh, yeah, he's still in college, so he's still having to do his work. Yeah, my other son's upstairs logged into college right now probably too, so school goes on, but that's all right. Yeah, you know, somebody posted today, I think it was Tammy posted this today on uh, about May Lee, uh, that the graduating class this year, yeah, we're, we're born during September 11th time frame, and now they're graduating during this. Is that crazy or what? Yeah, I'm like, I, I never even thought about that, you know. I never even thought about that. But, hey, listen, I'm glad you're here tonight. And uh, just, just kind of let you guys know a few things. Uh, I was on a conference call earlier today with the governor, uh, Governor Edwards, uh, with pastors around our state. And uh, it was a very good call. And ju just to be honest, I wasn't necessarily a fan of his before the call with some of his policies. But I deeply respect that man after that call. I have to tell you that. I may still not agree with his policies, but I respect him after some. He he spoke what he had to speak. He uh, opened it up to the uh, health services people and all that. And then he opened the floor up to the pastors around the state on that call. Could you imagine that? And he spent an hour with us and he had another call. So and, uh, you know, th there is there's the, the, the thing in there is 50 is the number. They don't want gatherings more than 50. Because they're trying to stop the spread of it, you know, and there was some other things in there as well. The health professionals understand that it takes, what, two to three days for the test to come back. And, and so you're talking about a two-week period where you may have been infected and you've been spreading it. And, yeah, so they're like, we know the number is going to go way up. But what we're trying to do is stop it spreading now because it will overwhelm our health services. And, and then, you know, it's going to be crazy. And he talked about the National Guard. They're only bringing up National Guard uh, to help with the areas where they're transporting people and to protect, because I think they're using state uh, Chico, maybe, uh, for, for that, and they're using them for them. So they're not putting boots on the ground with weapons and all that. That's not their goal. They're, they're using it for transport, and that was good to know. Uh, there were some other things that they've been working on with some relief financially uh, with mortgage payments and business loans and things like that. Um, the... Uh, the other, the other thing was is uh, at the very end, and I'll probably remember more. I got a bunch of things wrote down. I took notes. But, but one of the things that, that really, he, he was talking about he doesn't want to stop church. We need church, and I agree with that. That's been my fight all along. I'm not canceling church. We need church. People need hope, and, and we bring hope. We, we, we know who the, the king of peace is, right, the prince of peace, and, and we need to bring that. So. Uh, you know, he was talking about the fact we just need to be wise and he needs us to continue to pray and to do what we do as, as pastors and leaders and 
And, but someone on the call asked him, Mr. Governor, what can we do to pray for you and your staff? What can we pray for? What can we pray for? And, and his comment was this. Pray that I would have wisdom from God, but also pray that I would have the courage to do it. I was like, you know what? I respect a man like that. I respect that. And, and, and you could hear it. And, and when he started talking about church, you know, he, he's a, it's a Catholic, uh, I presume, because of he said, I haven't missed mass in six, uh, six years. He said, I don't miss church. And he said, but right now we're having to change things. And so, you know, it, it was a good conversation there. But I also found out that that, that 50, so, so imagine this, you can have 50. One of the pastors asked, well, Mr. Governor, we have multiple large rooms in our facility. Well, you can put 50 in every room as long as there's room for people to kind of have some, some elbow room, right? Because we're wanting some space between people right now. So we put 50 in here. We can put 50 in a fellowship hall. We can probably put another 50 in office if we need to. So we don't have to shut down. But here's the key. There are some that have compromised immune systems already. We need those people to stay at home. And, and, and we're going to help them if I have to bring them DVDs of the service, if we're going to live stream to them. We're even going to try to help them by bringing them groceries when they need them. We're going to do what we can because those are the ones we need to isolate from this world and to pray for because a lot of us are healthy enough that it's not going to bother us any more than a cold or a, a bad flu would. But those type of people we need to. So those are the ones where 10, we, they don't want 10 people, more than 10 in that group. So we need to pray for them, right? And, and I don't pray for Nancy right now because I know her, her lungs have been you know, really messed up right now. That's why she's at home and chips with her. And, and those, they said, the elderly, over 65. I'm, I'm reaching that number every year. I'm getting closer and closer, and it's just like Jesus. So on Sunday, if, if this bothers you or you have any of that or if you've been feeling sick to begin with, you know what? Stay home and watch it, right? It, it, or come. We'll pray for you, but, you know, protect yourself. Let's have wisdom. But we do normally about 70 people anyways, right? So when we take our kids out, then we've got about 50 in this room anyways. I'm getting close. Uh, it's common core math. Leave me alone. And, and so what we're asking is, is for those people that have those concerns, stay home, right? I'm, I'm, I would love for you to come to church, but if you have those kind of people around you, you need to stay home. But, but let me, can, I, can I tell you this with some wisdom? Don't go shopping at Walmart and say, I can't go to church because I'm be around people. Now, I'm just being serious. Oh, pastor, I can't go to church because of the, the, the coronavirus. Yeah, but you were sure out at the dollar store. Uh, come on, man, that ain't wisdom. That's an excuse. I'm just being honest. That, that's an excuse. So let's be, have wisdom. Let's have wisdom, okay? So Sunday, we're going to have service. We're going to live stream it. it. Again, if you need to stay home with us because you have people in your household, you need to think about them. If you're threatening all over town, you may bring it to them, right? See, that's my French word. I only know a few. Yeah, and Wendy always smirks at me. You need to be careful of what you do as well, okay? So Sunday, if you can stay home and watch the service online, that's fine. Do that. Gather some other people with you. Because can I tell you, there's churches that aren't having service, right? Tonight, I also want to bring you this. Mm -hmm. I've got a whole bunch of them up here, but y'all can break them apart yourself. These things are a pain. I'm just telling you. I've been out for the last few days passing out these cards. And can I tell you, it has amazed me the smiles that I'm getting. I was out at the Y this morning, and, and the lady behind the register, man, uh, Trudy, I think it is, she just, I'm like, Trudy, you okay? Oh, there's all of this. I said, 
Trudy, can I give you a word of encouragement today? That's Proverbs. It says it's got Proverbs on this side of it, right? And so this side, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. She's like, oh, thank you so much. And she flips it over and on the back side, oh, I can watch your church services live? Yeah. We have them live. It tells all the ways they can watch. Oh, well, I got a Roku at the house. I haven't been able to go to church since I started working. Oh, hmm. So they tells them how to do it on YouTube, how to do it on Roku, tells them how to watch all the live services. And here's my next comment. I've been telling people, if your church doesn't have service, watch ours until you can get back to your church. Or tell your pastor to call me and I will help him live stream. We'll bring him in, we'll record it, and we'll help him post it each week so he can have service. Because there's a lot of other people that can't. And then on the bottom, you'll see this little thing called prayer mail. My catchy little phrase. Prayer mail. It's actually the church phone number. You already know how to get in touch with the leaders of the church, so you don't really need this. But here's the thing. They call, and they're going to get press one for the office or press two for the, uh, for the uh, prayer line. Beep. Please leave us your prayer request, and we will give it to our intercessors to pray for, th for you and your need, and leave your contact information so we can contact you back. It emails me within 10 seconds, generally, then I can text it out to a group of people Whenever they want, right, if they're willing to be a part of the group and everybody can listen to the tech, yep, there it was, they can pray for, and somebody can contact them or all of them can contact them. It doesn't matter. Let there be light. In this season, all I'm doing is passing out smiles. I've got a bunch of them here. Pass them out. I even had this one guy, can I take a couple extra? Sure you can. <laughs> Why? Because right now is not the time for the church to hide. Right now is a time where the church needs to be the light. Am I concerned about the virus? I'm concerned about people that get the virus. I am. But I am more concerned about those people that are dying and going to hell. I want to have church. But I told somebody the other day, I don't want to argue about are we going to have church or not. I want to argue about how we're going to reach a dying world. And that's why we're going to have the doors open Sunday if anybody's here or not. Because the camera's going to be on and we're going to stream a service. But what I don't want is for somebody to try to get in this door that don't know Jesus and is locked because we're afraid. I will not do that. So we're creating ways for them to call. We're creating ways for them to connect. And again, if you know a pastor that doesn't have the ability to live stream his service for his congregation, you tell him to call me. Give him my cell number. Most of you know it anyways. And I will help him. We will record it right here for him and put it up there. Why? Because right now the gospel needs to go out more than more than in the last hundred years. Amen. So that's about enough of all of that. Jesus, that's way too many announcements. But make sure you get some of these from me. Hey, don't take them and just set them at your house, though. I'm going to have more by Sunday. Print them out. Put them places. Put them in people's hands. Watch them smile. Watch them smile. I bet they're going to smile like they found a case of toilet paper. Jesus. You should have saw somebody today, uh, they, they found a pack, and they was like, look what I got. Oh, God, I'm getting out of here. But i just been walking around Walmart just trying to find people to give them to. I go to the Y, I hand them out. Go to the store, I hand them out. I've just been looking for people to give them to, amen? And uh, listen, I want us to be a light, guys. It's an opportunity. So we're going to pray. We're going to do some worship. And uh, got somebody that's going to speak to us tonight. Hallelujah. All right, let's pray tonight. So, Heavenly Father, we, again, we're, we're grateful for you, O oh Lord. 
And, Lord, I know during this time right now there are so many people that, that feel hopeless and afraid. Lord, I just pray right now for peace upon them, especially as believers, God. We release a peace upon them that surpasses all understanding, <laughs> that surpasses all understanding. Any time in our history that we didn't understand this scripture, we do today, that we can have a peace when we walk through this. Lord, let us have a boldness to go out and share your love and your grace and mercy with those the grace of Jesus Christ, the blood that was shed for them. Lord, tonight be in this place with us, oh God, to refresh us and empower us again to go out and do your work. Lord, receive our worship that we have, that we, we prepare to bring to you tonight and speak through Brother Jose as he brings a word to us tonight that it would challenge us to the core and prepare us again to do your work. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. If you agree with that tonight, I want you to say amen. Amen. I'm going to put this down right here and I'm going to come upstairs. Come on, y'all stand up tonight. Is it hot? Anybody hot? Hey, seas are like 68 degrees, y'all. Seriously. Isn't that crazy? I'm going to drop them down a little bit so we don't all sweat. Y'all know I'm going to sweat, so. Hey, uh, how, how many people enjoy Pastor Scott Sunday? Yeah. Can, can, can I tell you what was really funny? Pastor Scott Holmes preached for us Sunday. And uh, he preached out of numbers. Remember that? And he preached about the names of the 12 spies. Th this church that I like to listen to periodically, I flipped them all while I was mowing grass. They were preaching about the names out of numbers. <laughs> chapter 1. I was like, wait a minute, he's preaching out of this chapter of Numbers on the names. He's preaching out of chapter one. I'm like, there's something going on, Lord. Something Lord going, Lord, Lord going on. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just worship tonight.
why we don't forsake the gathering of ourselves together. Even if it's two or three in a home, we're worshiping, we're loving Jesus. Because that's what the enemy wants to do is divide the body so there's no strength. Because where two or more are gathered, he's in the midst. And when we come to midst with him, we start fighting our battles, worshiping and praising. No matter what it looks like outside, he is our strength. Amen. He is our strength. He is our healer. He is our provider. Jesus, we thank you, Father.
reaches out to me in the fullness.
praise tonight in this house. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. You want to know what the devil fears more than anything? It's no matter what he throws at you, you keep praising. You keep crying out the name of Jesus. No matter what he does, you won't stop. That's what he fears. 
That's why he tries to divide, because just like a cow, he goes off by himself or his sheep, he becomes defenseless. That's what he's trying to stop, amen? Come on, give him another shout of praise before we move on tonight. Try to be seated tonight. You know how hard it is for a group of Pentecostals to get together and not hug? <laughs> Jesus, it was it awkward Sunday? <laughs> I know it was for me. I'm like, Lord, help us all. <sighs> I saw some people there were awkward. They didn't know what to do with themselves because they just like they wanted to give you a hug, but they're just like <laughs> Well, listen, Brother Jose has something that, that the Lord's been sharing with him, putting on his heart and I told him to come on over here tonight and write it down and share it with us but you got to keep your mic up so those people on Facebook and the rest of the world can see you and hear oh I'm sorry hear you okay okay go ahead brother have your way appreciate it pastor Lord I've been putting it on my heart since uh during the week been telling me some stuff and it's about David and Goliath fighting a battle fighting our giants and I said, okay, Lord. And he started revealing stuff to me on it. So the other night, we're all standing around talking and everything. And the pastor said, hey, come up Wednesday night. And I'm like, oh, no. He said, oh, yeah, come on. It's okay. So all this started a week ago Monday. So all this has been going on and everything. So before we get started, if you don't mind, we're going to pray about it first. Father, we want to thank you for this opportunity to come together and hear your word. Father, we just ask that each and every one that is here and watching online, that you open their hearts and their spirits to receive your word, what you want them to know, Father. We thank you. In Jesus' name, and just have your way, Father. Hang on. Yeah, I'm old school. We're going to start off in First uh, Samuel. In verse, we're going to go from verse 24, then we're going to jump down to 32. Verse 24, it says, And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were so afraid. Verse 32, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, there art not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, The servant kept his father's sheep. There came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him, delivered it out of his mouth. When he arose, 
against me. I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Well, I'll bet you that one hurt. Thy servants slew both the lion and the bear, and their uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he had defied the armies of the living God. We're going to keep reading all the way to verse 51. I know it's a lot, but there's a lot going on right here. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 17. First Samuel 17. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear would deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with you. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with a coat of mail. Now, a coat of mail is a coat that is made of chains, made to protect the armor. That's what a coat of mail is. I had to look that one up to find out. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. He took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones out of the brook, put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in a script, and he slung, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Now, we'll go, right, we'll go back right here to verse 39. And when David said, I cannot go with these things, I have not proved them, he was not trained with a sword. Lord. He knew how to fight with a slingshot. That's what he knew. He didn't know nothing about a sword. That's why he said he couldn't, he wouldn't prove for it. He wouldn't have trained for it. So he wouldn't know how to fight with it. But a slingshot, he knew. Now, when he said he chose the five smooth stones, I asked God, I said, why five smooth stones? And I had to look it up. I, my app I got for the numbers. Five represents God's presence. That's why I chose five stones. God's presence. Verse 41. And the Philistines came on and drew near unto him. And the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistines looked at him and saw David, he was just, just disdained him. For he was not, he was but a youth, ruddy and a fair countenance. The Philistines said unto David, I am a dog that thou comest to me with, with stars. Staves, I'm sorry. The Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, to the beasts of the field. 
Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and will give the carcass of the, the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord, and he will give you into our hands. It came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to David, to meet David. David hasted and ran to the army to meet the Philistines. David put his hand in his, sling, in his bag and took thence a stone and sling it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell into his face in the earth. But David prevailed over the Philistines with a sling and with a stone, smote the Philistine, slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. David Therefore David ran, stood upon the Philistine, took his sword, and drew it out of the sheep. There uh, slew him, cut off his head. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Now that part, when they fled, I don't know about y'all. I would have loved to have been there to see their face when their giant was defeated. I would have loved to see that one. Yeah, I got a little bit of notes on this one. To with David, David, you know, yeah, he was young. He was a shepherd. He knew how to protect his sheep. He knew it. Now, when he talked to Saul, was talking with him and everything, and they gave Saul gave him his armor and the sword and everything. When the world, see, the world sees you as a normal person. So with that, they gonna give you things that they think you need that you would be able to fight with. But it's not gonna do you no good. Because you're not trained with what the world gives you. You train with what God has given you. And when what God, when God gives you something that you've got to fight and battle with, that's what you are trained with, and that's when you can defeat the giants that has come before you. The stones—that's your prayers. Whenever you fighting giants, you praying. Your prayers are like the stones going after the giants. God is behind you. So whenever you are praying, your prayers are going out. God is with them prayers and defeating the giants. A lot of times you think you're alone when you're fighting, but you're not. Remember, there was five stones. Not one 
David picked five of them. It's God's presence. When you're praying, God's always going to have either one or more people that he has put on their heart for them to be praying. So anytime anybody, anytime you're praying for something, remember you're not alone. God has others that are praying with you because there's not just one giant coming after you. There's a bunch. You're going to need more than one stone because each person that is praying is casting a stone at a giant. Remember that. Whenever the, the giant comes after you, and giants, you know, some of them are big, some of them make themselves think they're big, but they're not. They're not bigger than the God that's in you, the spirit that's in you. So when they come to, when the you know, enemy comes to you, he's trying to looking down on you, trying to tell you you ain't no good, I'm bigger than you and everything. You can just look up at him and say, well, think whatever you want. When he keeps on and keeps on, your spirit man gets ag- activated. And your spirit man is three times his size, and then all of a sudden he looks up and like, oh. Gets scared then. That's how you fight with prayer. And the enemy's always going to try to throw something at you, no matter what it is to try to knock you down, try to use it as a giant to knock you down. Whether it's finances, somebody at work, sickness, anything. Doesn't matter what he uses. He's going to use it, and it's going to be like a giant trying to knock you down, trying to overtake you. But you gotta keep, you got to stay strong. Keep fighting with prayer. Keep fighting. And God also says, Whenever you're praying and everything, and he knows the strong prayer warriors, whenever they need backup, they're going to call. Say, Father, I need some backup. He's got them on standby. He's waiting for you to ask. When you ask, he's commanded them to go. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what, you're never alone. He's always by your side. He's always got your back, but he got others that are waiting also. Remember that. When you're going through something or somebody else is going through something, pray. Even though you might not see a breakthrough right now, it's coming. You got to stay strong like David did. See, Saul and them knew David knew God. They knew this, but they didn't know how David knew God. They didn't know his relationship that he had. That's why they were so scared of the enemy, because they looked at the size. They didn't have inside what David had. Remember that. This world will look at you like you ain't nothing. They're not looking at the inside. The enemy sees the inside. 
But even though the enemy sees the inside, he's scared. But that's reason why he's trying to get you down. And when you don't back down, he's like, mm. he calls for backup. So, hey, don't worry about it. I can get back up too. You really want to go with this battle right here? Let's go. Don't be scared. That's about all I got for tonight. And that's what the Lord has been putting on my heart, been showing me. And I'm like, you know, wow, what a time for this to come up. And then the first song y'all come up with a while ago, and I'm like, wow, go, you know, with this. Thank God, good. So, you want it, Pastor? I'll give it back to you. Thank you, sir. It's illegal to hug right now, so I can't hug. Actually, elbow, elbow brings you closer than anything. So, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. we got to do the foot, foot bop, you know. Uh, Jesus. I think that's a good word for us, guys. Listen, I, I've got a couple of scriptures I want to read over you if you want to write them down so you can continue to declare them over your home. I'm going to continue to declare them over us as a body and over my home. And, and I might even print them up and put them out here on the property and things for us. But 3 John 1 and 2, I want to start there, 3 John 1 and 2. A pastor friend of mine actually sent me these, and I was just like, you know what? He was sending, listen, can, can I tell you that, that none, of, none of the leaders have ever been through this? I like, like the governor said today, he said, unless you're 102 years old, you've never dealt with this. It was the last time there was a plague. And he said, it was a different time, we've got no playbook. And, and you know what? So we've been sharing a lot with each other and, and talking with each other and different things, trying to encourage each other as pastors and leaders. And he sent me this. I said, man, I, I love it. So 3 John 1 and 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I, I release that over you tonight. As your soul prospers, you will be in health. The next one is Numbers chapter 16, verse 47 and 48. I believe this is a time right now, like any other major time. I'm not saying this sickness is from God. I, I don't believe necessarily this is a plague from God, but it is a plague that's affecting our world right now, and we see some things in Scripture, how we can intervene. And we need to intervene through prayer. In Numbers chapter 16, 47 and 48 says, Then Aaron took it as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the assembly, and already the plague had begun amongst the people. So he put in the incense and made atonement for the people, and he stood between the dead and the living, so the plague was stopped. I believe as the church continues to rise up and pray and repent for the sins of this nation and this world, even though we didn't necessarily do them, we repent for the sins of this nation and this world, God will release a wall to stop this plague. Amen. And so we continue to pray for that. Exodus chapter 23, 25. Exodus 23, 25. Speak this over your homes. So shall you, so you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Amen. And in 2 Timothy 1, 7. We should know this one, especially right now, <laughs> if no other time. 
For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sound mind. And, and this is what I always taught the teenagers. They go watch horror movies. Why do you watch a horror movie? Because you like that intense feeling of it, right? Right? There is a fear that is natural to man that's fight or flight. We call it fear, but it, it's, in a, it's something that's in, ingrained in us. That something happens, we either fight or flight. We look at it as fear, right? It, it's just its term. But then there's another kind of fear that is put upon you, and it smothers and it controls. That's the spirit of fear. That's why we watch horror movies, and that's why you should not be watching horror movies because that is a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's a spirit. Tell it to go. I'm not going to be afraid. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bill, but I don't care because I know my God has it. I will not be afraid that this sickness is going to get me or my family. Am I, am I going to use wisdom? Yes, I will. But will I allow fear to grip me? No. And when I wake up concerned, I'm going to deal with it. You know, I, I, my son was down in New Orleans, and I was like, son, you need to get out of there because I believe they're going to do things down there. I want you out of that place. Was I afraid for his well, well-being? No, because I was speaking life over him and health and protection, even being there. But now he's home, so I don't have to worry about it. So let's, yes, ma'am. Yeah, we, you want to use, well, I want him to hear. So I want him to hear. Hey, listen, I was logged in. That's what I was doing. I was logging into Facebook and, and our online and all that stuff. We have people on all of them watching, so. Okay. I didn't know if I was, when I was going to tell this, but. I worked for the post office for a long time, and I delivered mail on the mail route. And always a big fear that I had was, and I know this is going to sound really stupid to y'all, but I rode on a lot of back roads, gravel roads in the middle of nowhere, and I always had this fear that I was going to find a dead body. <laughs> as stupid as that sounds. You know, it is. But, you know, because I, I go back, and, you know, you smell the smell of dead animals, and... I was always, always looking around. Well, I've been retired for a long time, but so my son just came back to Vols Parish, and everybody that's been praying for him, um, he's not living with us right now, but last Monday I was walking on the nature trail at the casino, and when he left, he left, and we kind of had an argument. And I had such a heavy, heavy feeling as I was walking of a burden for him, a fear for him. And I'm walking in the back nature trail, and as you get to the, um, to the end where the Kool-Aid is, that's all I kept thinking about was, was finding him back there just dead because of his lifestyle. And I looked out on the water of the, of the Kool-Aid, and it's the fear overgripped. It, it, I mean, it gripped me so bad, the spirit of fear, that I literally saw him out there floating in the water. And I had to, I, I, turned, I turned my head, and I kept walking, and it's like I, I, I was afraid. I was, it, it was suffocating me. So I just kept my eyes straight on the, on the trail. 
I was afraid to look to the right and the left because I was afraid of what I'd find. And then I said, you know what? God has not given me a spirit of fear, power, and love. And, I said, and all of the time that this was happening, I had my, my AirPods on, and I was praising. I was listening to praise music. But that spirit came right through it. So you know what? I started quoting that scripture, and I must have said it a hundred times. I just kept repeating it, repeating it, and repeating it. And then, I, and then I started, resist the devil, and he has to flee. Resist the devil, and he has to flee. And it, 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 he did. It went away, and I felt the, the breath come back into me, and I, was, and I was able to look around and enjoy the nature trail. And so there's a, lot, there's, a, there's a lot of fear going on out there right now. People are scared to death, but you know what? That Learn the scripture. When you're having, and I'm terrible at learning scripture, but when you're having a hard moment or when something's gripping you that it's suffocating you, find a scripture that works for you because I live by that scripture and just, I don't care if you have to say it 200 times, say it because it works. Hallelujah. Thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, that's a good word right there as well. That don't let it grip you right now because that's what the world wants to do. That's what the devil is trying to do. You know, and guess what? So Sunday we're going to come in here and have service. You know what? We're, we're, don't, don't come if you're coming until, you know, about 930. All right? Let's limit some of that. We'll do some of that. And, and again, if you've got some elderly or people that you're taking care of and all that and they have compromised commu immune system, you need to be cautious anyways and take care of them. Don't be out and around all over the place all the time. Because you may get something and bring it home with you and you didn't want it, right? And so be cautious of that. But you know what? Share the love of Christ. I've got these up here for you. To, to, all you do is break them back and forth. Share the love of Christ everywhere you go. Because I'm telling you, when you walk around and you start seeing people, it's going to get to you. And I've been praying against the spirit of suicide because I, I, just, I, I think about the fact that so many people right now are losing jobs. And they have no money. And now they're worried about food for their family, and there's none on the shelves. And they have no money, and there's no food, and I have no job, and my rent's coming up, and energy, and I've been praying against that spirit of suicide because some people are not going to feel there's any other way out. And I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I claim those people for the kingdom, and we are going to find them and share the love of Christ to them and bring hope where they seem to have none. Amen. Come on, let me pray for us one more time, and we can go drink some coffee out there. I think coffee's safe. If you drink enough, you know, I don't know. Yeah, so just, Father, we, again, are so thankful for you, God. We're humbled by your presence. Thank you for allowing us to gather tonight as a group of believers. But, Lord, put a burden on our hearts and in our spirits like never before that we would be burdened for those that are lost right now and have no hope. And that we would have such a deep concern for our fellow believers as well, that they not get trapped in that and not get sucked away by the lies of the enemy or led astray because they're listening to, to media that's just bringing a frenzy to everything or fake news or any of those things. God, let us have clarity of mind right now and your spirit just be louder than ever before in our spirits, in our souls. Lord, let us reach the lost. Let us have the boldness to go out and be the light in a dark world right now. 
And I just speak a protection over us as I read these scriptures, Lord, that we shall be protected. Your body will be protected, your family. And I bless them right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone that agrees, I want you to say amen. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you Sunday about 930. We're going to do our worship practice and we're going to get ready and we're going to stream and pass these out and tell people, hey, watch online, watch on Roku, watch on Facebook, watch on YouTube. I was out there logged into all of them. We got people watching on all the different medias tonight. So 